Well, welcome back to Three Part Par. My name's Mike Curity. I am your host. This is our final episode of 2023. Uh, it's, it's episode number 22, uh, which is, God, 22 episodes feels like a lot of work, and it was a lot of work. Um, and I will be thanking a lot of people at the end of the episode. But yeah, I think it uh, started out as a year, obviously, working with Ross um, on My Love Golf, and I enjoyed you know the couple of years we did that and took a little break there for a couple of months and then ended up here and doing something a little bit different um, and thanking for all that time. But um, yeah, I'm happy that happy that we got to 22 and yeah. Um, anyone that's concerned that I won't be coming back next year to talk more crap about golf every week, uh, yeah, don't fear. I will be back to do it. Uh, I've got a reoccurring guest. So the first person I want to thank this tonight uh, is Will K. So, Will, firstly, welcome back. Thanks, Mike. Looking forward to it. You're my first thank thank this year. Thank you, I, I guess, because you've been awesome. So I appreciate that. You've jumped on whenever I've needed you uh, because it's been very easy to talk to you because you know a bit about golf, which is very helpful. But also the listeners seem to resonate with you, which is good as well. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I've really enjoyed it as well. It's um, I've certainly always um, had plenty of interest and excitement about golf. So having that uh, outlet's been fun. So mm. I've enjoyed it. So we're not doing lucky sevens or anything because you've done like 45 times. Um, <laughs> I've run out of questions. I had to think of more for um, Liv last week. But yeah, I think uh, we don't need to worry about that. It is going to be a... I won't necessarily say short and sharp. We're just going to talk a bit through some of the stuff that's happening in the year that was. And then the next time we'll be back or I'll be back for a podcast will be early next year. So it'll be at least three, four weeks. So the Century Tournament of Champions on 4th to the 7th of Jan. Um, and then the Sony Open in Hawaii is on the 11th. So if I don't come back for the Century, I'll definitely send out the email with tips. Uh, otherwise, I'll be back for the Sony. And if you do want the tips, it's 3 podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've had a few winners over the over the, the first 22 episodes, which is really, really good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, hopefully there's some more to be found. Um, so yeah, if I'm not back for the century, it will be the Sony Open. First segue, and maybe I'm getting better at this, that century obviously is the Tournament of Champions. It was used to be called, but, and then they sort of let in anyone that made the, the Tour Championship. Oh. Uh-huh. There's one less player going to the Tour Championship, or that was at the Tour Championship, that won't be playing at uh-huh. the century. John Rahm. Uh-huh. We'll start with John Rahm. Did you, ever, did you ever think he was honestly going to go and play at Liv? Uh, no. No, and mainly because he said that he wasn't going to. And so, <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty so good I, reason. <laughs> I, I was pretty happy to take him at his word for that. So it's yep. a uh, um, it's an interesting decision. As I'm <laughs> sure um, plenty of people with, uh, in, in Australian dollars would have their mind changed for 600 mil. Or yeah. Round numbers, nobody quite is knows exactly how it is, but, you know, it's a good half a billion Australian dollars, probably yep. minimum. Yep. Um, yeah, there's some um, decisions and some uh, competition that you're willing to forego for that sort of fun. So, sure, it's a shame in that um, he obviously probably already has 100 or so that um, uh, probably could have done him in the next two or three generations enough. But either way, it, it is what it is now. So it'll be interesting to watch the... Uh, uh, the results of it all come forward in 2024. Yeah, I agree. I think it's disappointing. I mean, look, I'm probably getting to the point where I just don't care. Like, if people want to go and take the coin, I, I don't blame John Rahm. Um, hmm. I think he summed it up pretty well. He knew he said the opposite of everything he was signing on for. Um, but he said the offer was good. Can't argue that. Like you said, 600 million US, whatever it is, you know, somewhere between half a billion and a billion <laughs> Australian dollars. Like, yeah, pretty hard to knock back. And so oh. I, I get that. Hundred percent. It's um, the the one thing that I'm and probably looking through rose coloured glasses and trying to see the the optimistic viewpoint that uh, if he goes, it really does erode a lot of where the PGA Tour's strength was going from, and so it might just force the hand of uh, whatever negotiations were going to happen, and it might force them to then come together with a schedule that works for both Live and PGA Tour, and then have whatever. Um, mixing of the two happens more than four times a year. So we actually get to see the best players play against each other more frequently. That that would be absolute best case scenario. I'm yeah. probably being far too optimistic and uh, that would be considering the fans, which probably haven't been considered as much as they could no. have over this last 12, 18, 24 months. Yeah. But uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the, I don't think Liv or the PJ Tour have thought about the fans in any way, shape, or form. I think a lot of what they do is strategy more than anything else. Um, 
yeah, look, I think they're trying to force the hand of the PGA Tour to get some sort of agreement done. They have to get it done by the end of this year, the 31st of December. It didn't sound like it was any chance of happening. Maybe this is their last shot to get it sorted um, because, yeah, they obviously put the queue in the rack for about 10 minutes about not poaching players until they withdrew that from the contract so they can do what they like. Um, there's been lots of talk this week about other guys going. I know Tony Finau has talked about it and he's come out and said definitely not going anywhere. Um but I'm sure that there are other guys that are, that they've got offers out to if they want to, um, especially in preparation for, you know, whoever John Rahm's team is. Um, and then those first uh. events coming up where, I don't know whether Adelaide is the first event, but it'll be one of the first events, you know, uh, or it's in April. They've got something probably in Feb, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. And look, it's a bit hodgepodge. Um, more than anything, it's just disappointing. One, one, less, uh. one less exceptional golfer playing not playing week in, week out against the other exceptional golfers is disappointing. So mm. Ram, I, I pulled up the data golf rankings just before we, we started recording. So Ram's world rankings number three. Data golf has him at six. So he's comfortably a top five golfer in the world, mm. which we know. No um, yep. And especially early last year, I think he even got to number one. Um, but yeah, it, not seeing him play week in, week out, or when he's about against the Rory's and Scheffler's mm. is just going to be disappointing. Absolutely. He, I will be intrigued to see how they don't give him player of the year this yes. year and because yes. I'm sure they'll the PGA Tour will find some sort of uh, tweak that they have to be a member at the time of presentation of the award or something like yep. that. But winning a major, winning four times this year, it's very, very difficult to uh, to have it go to anybody else. So no, I agree. I couldn't it, agree this, more. It'll be a really interesting PR exercise as to how they do that, whether this is – one of some olive branches that get uh, passed across between the uh, the two sides of the aisle. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'll we'll be s- interesting to watch. He's won the Masters. Uh-huh. He finished tenth at the U.S. Open, and he finished uh-huh. second at the the Open Championship. That's a pretty good year. Outside Solid. of the wins that he had earlier in the year, I think he won. Yeah, he won maybe Century, and he won a couple others early. So it's a pretty yeah. reasonable year. But I think, look, if he doesn't get it. Six hundred million reasons why he's not going to give a shit is the honest answer. Oh, he I don't think he'd uh, I don't know. Like he, he has in the not so distant past talked about wanting legacy and all that sort of stuff. And having uh, a that's true. PGA that's true. Tour player of the year is probably a pretty significant part of that. And he would have had that in the bag had he not done this deal. Obviously that's that's what the money's for. Yeah. But um but yeah, I think he would be a little bit stung if uh, if it didn't um Sit in his trophy cabinet at the end of the year. No, so, yeah, you're probably right. You do. You are correct about him wanting that legacy. Mm. This is the most we've ever talked about live on this podcast. I won't lie to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm not not a fan of live. I'll just put it out there now. Preface is like, if you like it, go enjoy it. I don't mm. care. Great, enjoy it. Just don't come back to me like a Mormon every month and knock on the door and say, "Have you heard about the book of live?" Because I just, I just <laughs> it's not for me. I don't, I don't. I don't get how it's different to anything else. And eighty percent of the field is. Great. Um, so, see, seeing all of the guys who have just lost high five the winners seems yeah. very exhibition, and it'll well, be a little it. while before that changes. And so I, I don't, I don't know when that changes, how that changes, but that's yeah. But that just means I can very easily tune in, tune out. Whether that's a good thing, and look, Liv, Liv is clearly oh, certainly hard to see it not being here to stay mm-hmm. now, and. Um, Look, maybe they do get some young blood to go through the the players that have lost it a little bit on the way in there now, yeah. and it might get a bit more competitive and all those sort of things. They win a couple more majors; it makes more sense. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I think. I mean, my biggest thing about Liv that I don't enjoy is I I am not said this to a million people who've asked me. So if you've heard me talk about this before, I apologise. I I have a fundamental issue with the Saudi Arabian government owning top tier golf. Right, so let's just pretend in the in the perfect world for live, they have however many players play every week. Forty eight, the the world's best forty eight playing on their tour every week, or we know 15, 16 events. I've got no, I don't have any interest in that because of their human rights record and everything else. But at the same time, I don't have any interest in the USA, Australia, China, anybody owning it. It, it just shouldn't be owned by, yeah, a government. I don't, I don't, I just don't have any time for that at all i feel like if i just park all of that and say 
lives coming out, it's going to be an exhibition, it's going to be something fun, it's all about music and this and that, and they want to do a shotgun start and they're not taking themselves seriously, but they're all about just enjoyment of the game and having fun. I'd be like, cool, I get why people like that. It's not for me. Go nuts. Uh I'd probably have more, more, I won't say more interest in it, but more respect. It's somewhere in the middle between interest and respect is what what it is. Acceptance. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, cool, I get that. I can understand that. But right now, it's like, I, I don't, don't tell me that it's new and different and whatever else because it's not. Literally, there's nothing nothing different outside of a shotgun start, which I don't understand why that's beneficial. And that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. No, I absolutely hear all that. So it's, um, uh, it certainly hasn't got its teeth into me as yet. So we'll, and I'm, I would classify myself as a pretty much one of the golf sickos. <laughs> and so – and I – will often get to a, uh, a Monday and not realize that it's happened over the previous weekend or yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday at least. And so yeah. that that's enough of a test for mine. And and I follow all the golf accounts, including live golf accounts and live and pro live people and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And so it's, it just doesn't doesn't come up. So yeah, I think we'll see. I I think what hinders them a little bit more is obviously the PJ Tour um event will go much longer time period because not a shotgun start and so when they're uh-huh. playing in the other side of the world the the event might run from 3 a.m to 7 a.m in melbourne uh-huh. whereas you're never going to be up to watch that whereas uh-huh. you know you get that little bit of over a little, little bit more uh-huh. overhang maybe on the pj tour earlier for the yeah. euro tour so it, it does certainly not it's not conducive outside of say the adelaide event and some of the other stuff in uh-huh. the time zone that, that make it uh-huh. um yeah true so so what you're saying is all up you weren't red hot on keeping track of the trades between the teams this week for live and uh, and everything else. No, no. no I, look, I wasn't. I'll be. I would have liked to have known more about how the qualification stuff oh, yeah. worked because yeah. that that just happened in. Oh, I actually don't know exactly what happened last but, week. Yeah, it, yeah, and so there were three guys that made yep. the the cut there, and that yeah. would have been interesting because that's very much a blank check for two million bucks just yep. to get through. So. Those last couple of putts would have been pretty sweaty sort of mm. situation. I, I saw that Laurie Cantor didn't make it, and he's he's been in and out of live for the last three or yeah. two years, whatever two seasons, and so that was that would have been interesting. But um, but yeah, the previous um, trades and things like that seem very unusual from what mm. I could tell. Sort of the uh, oh, now I'm stretching myself as to who. Uh, one uh, Taylor Gooch was the, the Taylor Gooch one. Across I don't ask for the teams, mate. I got no. <laughs> he went to the Aces, didn't he? Yes, so he, he was part of he was part of the Range Goats. God, that's I feel in, I feel a little yeah. bit dirty that I knew that. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> um, I can see that. I can see the no, because I love Harold Varner. I'm a massive Harold Varner yes. fan, so I, I, he's yep. the only live person that I still follow. I think maybe I follow Cam to me. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so when when I saw him post that Taylor Gooch had gone to the Aces. Um, uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's weird. So the strongest team is picked up effectively the best player because I think he won like three or four yeah. times. Yeah. That seems like a weird trade. And they got back, um, thing who's not playing golf at all. Well, you know, so I won't say he's not playing golf at all. Um, Matt Wolf, Matt was Wolf, it? yeah, no, he, he wasn't the ace. There was a three way trade. Sorry, he went to Brooks's team, not whatever know, Brooks's yeah. team is called. Smash. Yeah, not the ace, smash. That's it. Maybe <laughs> something. That's it. Yeah, I was like, I feel less dirty now that I didn't know. Um, <laughs> it was just like it didn't make any sense. Like, like in, in AFL terms, for anyone in Australia listening, it was like we traded Marcus Bontempelli, um, for um, Nick Natanui, who retired last year. It's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that, 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 that really. That that's a big win for the Western Bulldogs. So I di- I didn't get it, but um again I I don't know that I think it's more just marketing than anything else. So um yeah, good luck to them. Um mm. but yeah, it was a don't know. It'll be a very interesting at least a couple of weeks to see if 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 a deal does get done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm hopeful. Probably naively, but I am hopeful that something happens that means that the better players around the world play together more often. And and I think there's there's got to be something that makes that work. I'm hopeful that it gets done. I'm not confident, but I think mm. that whatever it looked like it was going to be, I don't know that the shine will be there in the PGA Tour's favour. Um, mm. But I don't know. In my personal opinion, I think that once once it all shakes out, the money will get done what needs to get done from the PIF. 
but I'm not sure that that will work out well long-term for Aussies, right? So the first people that always mm. get screwed in world golf is us, and yeah. I think it'll end up being the same. Once they get their stuff sorted, we might get one or two more Adelaide events, and then all of a sudden it disappears again because they'll be like, well, do they really mm. care about taking golf to the world? I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But mm. um, don't know. Yeah. So, certainly for the fan experience, it seems like the Adelaide, Adelaide one was the most successful, oh, and it's easily. certainly the one that they're holding up as the yeah. beacon of this is what live it. And it, from all the people I've spoken to who have been there, it was a massive party, mm. and no, everyone every, had a great time. Everyone that I know that went and had a ball. Um, I've had at least three or four people ask me if I'm coming back this year. They mm. clearly didn't ask me recently what my thoughts on live were because I said no, nah, thanks anyway, not for me. Um, everyone that knows my thoughts didn't bother asking this year, which is which is which is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I won't be there. But good luck to good luck to everyone. It goes. Sounds like it'll be be a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other big news this week, well, one of the big news, which is none of the run sheets, so I just added this in, so you're gonna have to really put your thinking cap on here. Um, was the rollback? So the rollback mm-hmm. was announced. Um, uh-huh. for the people at home, I'm gonna try and explain from my memory. I should have got Moloker on to explain it because he do a much better job than me. <laughs> but effectively, when they measure a golf ball and how far it can fly, they measure at a certain swing speed. So effectively, uh-huh. they put in prime conditions and then yep. they get the, the club to hit the ball at a certain speed and that ball can only fly 330 me- yards, I think it is, something like that. 317. There you go. Oh, there you go. Three, 317 that. plus three. Plus, plus or minus three yards, correct. Yeah. So effectively, whatever the old um, speed was, they added however many miles an hour, five miles an yep. hour. Yep, and went said, from 120 right, to 125. There you go. You know all about it. I didn't need to even num- ask it. Numbers guy. Yeah. Numbers guy. So now you can swing five miles an hour faster, but the ball can't go any further. So effectively, uh-huh. that's what's limiting it, right? Yeah. The crux of it for the pros is, I think it's a maximum of 10 to 15 yards of what, is what they're going to sort of uh-huh. pop. Um, yep. For the mug punters, and why I keep telling people, just don't, don't stress, is I'm a single-figure handicapper. It's going to cost my driver, if I actually hit it in the middle, and if mm. I hit it straight, five, four to five meters, like yeah. nothing, right? Yep. Nothing. I would, and, I, and if I thought my dispersion and distance was so, so good all the time, mm. like I would hit drives that go four and five meters shorter or longer all the time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the difference. Um, yep. I think people are just getting a bit panicked about something that they just mm. don't need to worry about. It's not – it's uh, yeah, I, I, I think they got – my opinion – is they went the right way, do it for everybody, and everyone can just move on. What yep. do you What do you think? What were your thoughts? hundred percent. It's certainly that there is a distance issue in uh, in golf. It's certainly I'm hitting as far now as I did twenty years ago, and I'm absolutely not as uh, physically able as I was back then. And so that makes no sense. So it just means that the people who are coming out of US college and things like that are swinging it or they're hitting yeah. it with 190-odd mile ball speed, and it's just going forever. And so it's um, it's something that had to be pulled back for those people. It seems as though these new regulations will um, impact them more than the us's, the mere humans of this world. Mm. And so um, it's going to make absolutely zero difference to me. My variability, as you were saying, is uh, far more than five five meters per swing i could uh nut one that i think goes forever and it's five yards shorter than the one after it that i think i haven't hit as well i wouldn't have a clue and so <laughs> it's going to make absolutely zero difference to me my seven iron i might uh recalibrate two meters difference correct no, like sorry, i should have said that and, in the beginning the five meters you four to five meters you're losing is on your driver so on your yeah, pitching you're going to lose one and and that's on the one good driver i hit per round <laughs> and so it's Correct. it's absolutely it's a uh, mountain out of a molehill sort of stuff. If it means that we can keep the golf, the classic golf courses that uh, we've always played, then yeah, just do it. Just pull pull the bandaid off. I know that we've got, I think we've got six and a half to seven years to actually yeah. get used to this concept that uh, we might be losing distance, and so I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be fine. Um, mm. Absolutely, no doubt, we'll be fine. The mm. I've been five minutes of talking and mentioned Matt Molecker again. Uh, Maddie and I were at the um, Asia Pacific Am walking around Royal Melbourne. Uh-huh. I don't know who the gentleman is that we bumped into, but he knew Matt. Um, Matt was wearing his rollback hat, and I'm sure this guy doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> but he sort of was, he was very adamant. He was like, you know, 
I know you're really big on it, but they just need to, you know, forget about it and let the the AMs enjoy the thing. And and he sort of chatted away for a minute and Matt was just answering the questions and, you know, you know, being very polite. And, and he looked at me to support him, as in the guy did. And I said, sorry, I'm wrong with Matt on this. Like a great <laughs> example is the last time Matt and I played together was at Royal Melbourne West. Uh-huh. And it's the hole where you just cr- um, before you cross over the road. So I want to say it's like path five, thirteenth or fourteenth. Yep, yep, thirteenth. Yep, I think it's thirteenth. We both hit. I mean, Matt hits a ball further than me. I'm not a short hitter, but I'm not a big hitter. We uh-huh. blew it over the top of this bunker, driving line pipe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We were thirty meters past it on the fly, and we walked yep. up there, and I was like, "This is the reason why." Uh-huh. We need to do something about it because this course is completely different. Even yep. the dunes in Melbourne, um, the tenth hole. Once upon a time, I had these fantasies of being able to hit it right over the corner and maybe try and get one to the green, but I would never try because I'd just lose the ball. Now, uh-huh. I can hit driver over the corner into the greenside yep. bunker every time, like uh-huh. every time. I'm not that much of a better golfer than I was 15 years ago when yep. I couldn't do that. And that's a problem uh-huh. because the course is just not, it's just completely changing the game. Uh-huh. We had to do something. No doubt. And it'll be interesting to see whether they do pull back on the driver in the future as well, which they did put a little asterisk saying that they could do that too. Cause I think that's probably yeah. the bigger issue is yeah, that, that. That one will kill me. The, <laughs> well, and, but it should. It's now the easiest club to hit in your bag. The it sweet is. spot is ginormous. It's, yeah. um, Versus uh, back in the day, it's uh, where it was the hardest club to hit and you got penalised when you missed it by 30% of the distance. Now you're hitting on the out, you're barely touching the toe of the club and it stays in the fairway. It's, yep. yeah, anyway, I'm sure it's not the uh, the universal concept and people will say that that's why people play the game so they can smash driver all day. It's like, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't fall in love with the game because I hit, a, hit one out of the toe Mm. close to my uh my longest drive yeah I've, it's but anyway each to their own but yep. so i'll be um there were a lot of people that fell in love with the game well before it was uh high forgiveness high distance all yeah. the time i i no free ads obviously but i'm happy to support callaway because they're my guys but like the day they change the driver and i've got to give up my epic low spin driver i'll be very <laughs> disappointed epic it is honestly ross I gifted it to me um, Christmas maybe a year, uh-huh. year or two ago. And this thing's a rocket. It is r- ridiculous how far I can hit the ball. And just uh-huh. that low spin, It's a. It's. Um, I recommend anyone that's not played a newer, newer driver. I mean, it's a couple of years old now. But, yeah, what the new driver does versus the older drivers is just night and day. Absolutely night and day. There's, there's no doubt. I I do silly things sometimes and play with – I've got an old set of Ping Zing Woods and yep. um, Ping I2 Irons and that sort of stuff. And I do when I take the Ping Zing Woods out, every now and then when I nut one, it'll go nearly as far as my new tailor-made M, M1. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but if I miss it by, you know, five mil, yeah. it goes 40 metres shorter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, – sorry, probably 60 metres shorter. Yeah. And – but the thing is, it doesn't go as far into the rubbish, and yes, so yes. all these people are saying, "Oh, you know, it's going to um, slow down, slow down rounds." Everyone hitting it shorter and all that sort of stuff. If you hit it shorter, you don't go as far offline. Go, <laughs> so and, go and go and follow some of the seventy-five-year-old guys playing out yeah. on a on a, a dew sweeping in the morning, and let me know how they oh. go, how slow they go, or you know, they're flying around because they're in the middle mm. of the fairway and they're shooting good scores. They can't, no doubt, they can't. Hit. No, hundred percent true. The um. The only other little bit of news we saw today was Joe Scoven's moved from Tom mm. Kim's bag to uh-huh. to um, Ludwig Eberg. Oberg. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, geez, if you want a bloke on your bag, Tom Kim did really well, and but and he was the one to Kim. Uh-huh. Yeah, jumping on Aberg's bag, very good decision. I would have thought. Oh yeah, that that would have been a a bidding war, and uh, they would have had to put together their presentations as all the caddies uh, yeah. applying to uh, to Ludwig for for that spot because that'll be a very uh, financially beneficial bag to be on, I'd say. It'll it'll be interesting to see um, Joe, who's got a lot of PGA Tour wins under the belt, see whether he can convert any of the uh, the majors that um, mm. Ludwig still hasn't been in any. So it'll be... No, uh, that's true, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. 
Yeah, because he's well. I mean, he's got the game that's built for everywhere, so yeah. he could he could win five majors next year. Yeah, but it um it'll be interesting to see whether he. Uh, I was including the the players in that, obviously. Yeah, the it kids, was. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I so, uh, I know um, what I'd do if I was him. I would have said everyone else wants five percent clip. I'll mm-hmm. take four. Done. Yeah, Sign me in. done. Give me absolutely, the absolutely sold. You'll still make four percent of four percent of. Uh, if Aberg is going to be more than ten percent of many many other people, oh, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, the one quick thing before we go into just the year that was, uh, the only event that's going around this week is the um, the Sandbelt Invitational. Uh-huh. Have you been able to keep up with it at all, or seen seen any of it around? Uh, yeah, they yeah played, I have a bit. Yeah, they played. Pa- um, Played PK on day one. I think they played Yarra Yarra. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure where they played today. And then tomorrow, the final round's on RM East. Uh, Daniel Gale is still winning, so um, doing uh-huh. well. Um, you know, lazy 66 today. Uh, he's at 15 under. Lachlan Barker's at 11 under. There was three horse records today. Yeah, that's um, incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah, Brick they played Yarra Yarra today. It was Victoria on Monday. So when- it was, it was. Vic- Vic then, um, uh, Vic then PK and then Yarra Yarra and Royal Melbourne tomorrow. Yes. So the the the, the two gentlemen that broke or set the course record today, Brett Coletta had a sixty three, and an amateur Phoenix Campbell also had a sixty three, uh, which is very very impressive. And the mm. women's record was also broken. I think it was Sarah Hammett who is another AM who shot sixty six today. That's good mm. golf. That's very very golf. solid. Yeah. Very solid. I haven't played Yarra Yarra since the dope changes, yeah, but um, but yeah, the the times that I've played it, I've I've really enjoyed that course. A couple of um, challenging holes. I, I know a member there who talked about this. One of the par threes, I think that um, that the members um, got a bit uppity about the the changes and weren't particularly happy with how it rolled off the back of one of the greens or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So he, he basically wrote them a. A pretty strong paragraph saying that's exactly how I designed it. Now you learn to play it, and yeah, and I love I love that that it's just that's no it's doing exactly what I wanted it to do. So um you know sort yourselves out. Yeah, and, hurry uh, up. No, it's fun <laughs> exactly. No, it's a it's a good event. Um, I know no one will probably oh, yeah. listen to this in time, but yeah, if you do get chance to get to this one. Um, it is it is a good one to go and watch. Um, uh-huh. The other one that was last week that I know a few listeners got out to watch was the Cathedral Invitational. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam Scott won as he should. Um, uh-huh. He's a world class player. Um, but yeah, that was that looked like a great event. I was in Sydney for two days. I did want to uh-huh. get out there and probably have a look. I'll, I'll definitely try and get out there next year. Yeah, have you ever been out uh-huh. to Cathedral at all or seen it at all? No, no, I haven't. I've certainly I've seen just the the pictures and images yep. and all that sort of stuff, and it, it looks looks pretty spectacular up against the uh, mm. obviously the green against the dry grass up through the hills, and yeah. there's the uh, sort of the fantasy golf day where you jump on a chopper outside Crown and yes. uh, get up there the the right way and do all that. And so, I'd, you know, one day when uh, when the Powerball numbers come through, we'll, That's we'll do that the the following week. But it's um, yeah, no, it certainly looks like a bit of a uh, a golfer's fantasy up there and you know, it looked fantastic last week. It did. It did look good. I, I'm not sure whether they'll package it up again like last year and you can we'll be able to watch it on uh, Foxtel. But um no, it, it's um it's certainly something I'm gonna try and get out there at least for one or something of open net for two days, but definitely go out and have a look next year. Mm. Um so let's have a quick chat about the year that was. I mean we'll quickly just run through the majors and a couple of other big events. Um and then really just have a, a really quick chat about next year. So I had to get, dig deep into my brain and had to go back and watch look at a few scoreboards. Um, the first one was the players. So the players, Scotty Scheffler smashed him. He finished at 17 under, Tyrrell Hatton at 12 under. So that's a, that's, that's a hiding. Um, mm. And the note that I made here, that I think that was the first time this year where Scheffler went from a really good golfer to probably the world's best golfer. Like it was the first time where he showed yeah. that little bit. It was like, yeah, this uh-huh. guy is going to, he's really going to take on the world this year. And I know we know that how the story uh-huh. ends, the story ends where he could have won 45 times. It didn't putt. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that for me, that was probably the one thing that stood out for the players, at least anyway. I don't know, I don't yeah. know if you had any sort of different thoughts or if you had time to look at it. No, absolutely. He just had another gear. 
that week and um, it was pretty comprehensive. He, yeah, anytime you win a tournament like that by five, it's um, it's convincing. And yeah. four and a half million bucks in the process, so that was a um, a big a big win. Uh, well, financially, but also sort of emotionally for the PGA Tour to just have that tournament that did a couple of uh, dollars more than the other. Uh, tour was offering was uh, I'm sure fairly important in some people's eyes too. Yeah, no, it's a um. Here's a I didn't wasn't going to do any tips today because there's not all oh, there's under the Mauritius Open on this week. There's only one event that I'm waiting to open up odds on at the minute, and that's the Players Championship. And the person I'll be betting on as soon as it opens is Min Woo Lee. Um, he played uh-huh. really uh-huh. well there this year. Um, uh-huh. I don't know where he finished, but I remember the crowd really getting behind him. Uh-huh. He's found that next gear over the over summer here. I think he'll yeah. still be fresh come come uh-huh. the event. Um, that sort of part of the world never bad for Aussies. I just feel uh-huh. like it could be a could be a Min Woo week the players. So I'll be waiting uh, waiting to get some money on that. Um, yeah, he had a, a nasty final round where he had cramp, and he so the uh, the picture yeah. that he's still got on his Instagram is his profile picture is him uh, <laughs> is hopping it? around uh, in pain from cramp yeah, right. on the. Uh, about the third or fourth hole or something like that. So he, yep. um, so yes, he's, um, but yeah, he was he was in the final group or the yeah, second second last group or something yep. like that. Then he shot four over where um, most of the others came in under par in the last round. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, still finished top ten. So he's um, it's made for him that course, and it's yep. pretty similar to the Australian actually, as far as uh, yeah, Oz Open comparisons go. So. I think it That'd was the first time too. I heard the woos when that yeah. when um they uh-huh. were getting behind him. So uh-huh. that, that was that was good to see. Absolutely. Um, the next big one was the Masters. Um, John Rahm uh-huh. won by four, which is a uh-huh. bit surprising because when I think back at the Masters, I just think of Brooks. I just think uh-huh. of Brooks uh-huh. dominating for a very long time. Yeah. Phil being right up there, all the live peanuts coming out of the jumping in and saying. <laughs> We've got the best golfers in the world, and they did that week. Uh-huh. By, you know, except for Rahm, how they got all of them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I think I think that was a week that I was really surprised. Well, Phil surprised me again, but he probably uh-huh. ticked that box uh-huh. of the Masters is a, is a course where if you know it well enough, you can uh-huh. play well here forever. Um, yep. And and Tiger's proven that, and hopefully uh-huh. again, we'd love to see him do it again this year, but he probably won't. Um, yeah, I, I just remember that, and then obviously Rahm pinching it with Brooks. Having a pretty ordinary seventy-five in the final round. Do you do you Very. have any other big thoughts for the for the Masters this year? Uh, spring no, to mind? But, no. Look, I still go back to Minwoo's uh, not last year, but the year before. Yep. His uh, his final nine, twenty-seven or twenty-eight or something ridiculous that he yep. shot in the back nine and um, just lit it on fire early on the uh, the on the Sunday. Um, that'll be uh, fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so it'll be because yeah, I very much remember having conversations with my dad on the uh, Saturday night saying that uh, you may as well put the house on Brooks to yeah. take this home, and he just he didn't this time around. So yeah, uh, well, well, Brooks he, started that final round at eleven under. Ram was at uh, nine, and uh-huh. by the time they got to the fourth hole, I'm just looking at the scores now. They're both at ten, uh-huh. and then by the time you know Brooks just kept capitulating, so. By the time mm-hmm. they got to the back nine, Brooks was starting at eight and Rahm was too clear at 10. And he just kept going backwards. Mm-hmm. Mickelson was mm-hmm. the opposite. So Mickelson started the day at one under and mm-hmm. he was only three under at the turn. He was three under through 11 and then went four, five and got to eight by the 18th. That's a reasonable yeah. back nine from Phil to, to pinch Strong. a second place. Yeah. I got yeah. a feeling yeah. my memory says that he went out earlier and the weather was looking okay and um, put up a number, a bit like Spieth, looks like he's done something similar. But it was the yes, only the only major for the year where an Aussie didn't finish in top five. It's the only one. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at the numbers and I was shocked at a couple of people that we're going to talk about in a minute that finished top five in majors this year. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's I'm still already excited about the Masters. That, uh, oh, yeah. I will be, um, I'm looking forward to whenever they put out the, you know, 100 days until and, yeah, can't be far. I was just saying, can't be far away at all. Well, it's normally what 30, yeah, 30 something, thirty odd days in each of the months. It's the start of April, so oh, uh-huh. can't be far. Can't be far away. No. no, I'm excited. The PGA now the second major, not the um, what do they used to call it? Something 
history's last chance. I think that was the old title. Um, <laughs> Brooks won. So realistically, Brooks could have been two down, mm. two down for the Grand uh-huh. Slam comfortably. He could Absolutely. easily have been done. Um, he won over Scotty Scheffler, who again had a, 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 an ordinary week with the putter. Uh, Brooks at uh-huh. nine, Scotty and Hovland at seven. Cam Davis was uh-huh. the Aussie here that finished in the top, uh-huh. top five. Um, I yep. don't remember much about the PGA, Cam. to be honest. It's one of those events that, yeah, I just, just, it feels like a million years ago and it isn't as memorable as the Masters, I guess. Oh, I, I'm afraid I remember it for, um, for everybody's, uh, the man of the people, Michael Block. Of who, course. Um, came, Block. came out of nowhere. And, and many, many would suggest that's possibly where he, uh, should have stayed, but he has run yeah. every last bit out of his 15 minutes of fame and buddy, good on him. Good on if him. You, if you get the offers and you get the people calling you to, um, to offer to, you know, shout you a trip to Sydney to play in the Oz Open, then absolutely you'd take it with uh, both hands. So, oh, wouldn't you? Uh, and the hole oh, in one, the it. hole in one on the final day yep. playing with um with Rory, with Rory, absolutely. Yeah. No, he had a genera- generated a huge amount of content for all of the uh, the online golfers around the world. So no, it was uh, good on him. It's, a, it's an exciting time for him. I, I've got, I honestly have nothing against Blocky at all. No, I don't no. love paying him a hundred grand or whatever they've charge to to bring him out uh-huh. um even if it's just a common whatever for the entourage i just uh-huh. i just feel like there's better ways to spend that money on golf in australia and, and i don't think they would have uh-huh. sold an extra ticket i don't know that it would have been that much press outside of the imp- i mean i know there's a really there's an article it was either in golf australia mag or something that got pushed out and they talked about the eyeballs and the marketing value and all that sort of stuff and uh-huh. I, I look i live in stats I can make stats yeah. say whatever you want. Um, yeah, we don't totally. know that the impressions really drove that much more media hype. Um, no. I think that we would have been better off pushing the fact that, you know, the guy that won the Australian Open was here, Melvin uh-huh. Blocky. Um, uh-huh. He was a Absolutely. much bigger name. We didn't even, yes. Most people didn't even know he was here until he turned up. Uh-huh. On the back nine on Sunday. On the back nine on uh-huh. Sunday. And then hit two uh-huh. unbelievable shots into a par, um, to the um, oh, yeah. par five for the, for the yeah. playoffs. Absolutely, that was uh, a very exciting finish over the last couple of holes, and yep. uh, yeah, he had that victory, hundred percent. He did. Um, next up was the U.S. Open. Wyndham Clark won. I think a lot of people waited for Wyndham to capitulate, especially with uh-huh. Rory, Scotty, Cam Smith, Fleetwood coming up behind him. Um, two Aussies in the top five, yeah. so Cam Smith finished fourth, and Minwoo Lee tied for fifth. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Ricky I, I really Fowler like was Clark. there too. Ricky Fowler, uh-huh. yes, yep, yep, T five. Uh-huh. Um, I like Wyndham Clark. I'm a big fan of the subpar podcast uh, with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. They're, uh-huh. they're hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, and they're yep. good mates with Wyndham. And yeah, they've been saying for a long time, a little bit like Max Homer. He's he's this guy that is really good at golf, just doesn't realize how good he is at golf. And when he does, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. don't be shocked. Um, so I was uh-huh. really happy he won. Really, really happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, he absolutely deserved the win. It was, once again, another one where Rory didn't get a second gear. And that was yeah. uh, that hurt him. And um, it sold a heck of a lot of those jailbird putters that um, that Wyndham yes. and Ricky were both holding in the final group, and it all came from Wyndham's caddy, or I can't remember if it was Wyndham's caddy or Ricky's caddy. One one of them was using it, and uh, and the player sort of said, oh, "Do you mind if I borrow that?" and uh, just sunk everything ever since then. And the other player got on board, and then they re-released them, and people were selling them secondhand for eight hundred bucks, and yep. uh, it was all happening. Now, were we talking a minute ago and you were mentioning how Rory played in the final round in this event? Was this the one we're talking about? I just yeah, pulled I it up so. then. Uh-huh. He, he he birdied the first uh-huh. and then parred every hole until 14 where he had a double and then parred yep. out. That's yep. either he's really unlucky That's, with the putter or he, oh or boy, he was, had a shocker. And because he had a lot of like 12 to 15 foot parts that he just didn't make. Yeah. And, uh, it was just, it just wasn't quite. It was, it was so close, very similar to the Open Championship that Cam Smith won, where uh, he just couldn't make birdies. He made uh, probably fifteen of the easiest pars you'll ever want to see, but you don't want to see them on the final final day of a major when you're in the second to last group or last group, whatever he was. Yeah. So no, definitely. It's um, yeah, another just, uh, another one's uh, through the fingers. I'm just pulling up because we live in a, in a data-driven world and I live in data. Uh, he picked up 4.35 shots per round strokes gained for the week. 
putting here and uh-huh. picked up 0. 0.47. 0. 0.47 is not bad, but when you think uh-huh. about it, his strokes gained off the tee were north of two and his accuracy was uh-huh. off the chart. So if you're picking up, so he's picking up 47.8 off the tee in distance and then another 9% uh-huh. in accuracy versus the field. So versus the field uh-huh. average, he was 47 yards longer on average <laughs> and 9% more accurate. Do you reckon you'd play well that's, if you could hit the ball like that? That's a good combination. That's a great combination. It's a, it's a reasonable effort. I mean, mind you, that there'll be some blokes right down the bottom that are, what, that are negative. What about Wyndham, Wyndham's putting stats? Because he, he sunk some very uh, important was, putts on the last nine. I remember where you know, it looked like it was going to flick the other way and he sunk the 30-footer and Rory missed the 10-footer and it was um, it just all went uh, went the wrong way. Wyndham Clark was – and he, so you reckon he in the final round he had a good good day? Yeah, he definitely had it. He knocked had, a couple of very important yeah, parts. Yeah, so he picked up nearly and, two oh, shots he, around yeah. over the tournament, which is – Way above where he normally sits. Way, way above. Mm. And he won the Wells Fargo mm. three weeks before and then yeah, came out 12th in the Memorial and then won the US Open. So a little solid stint for him. Um, mm. good, really good season. Be very interested to see how he goes the next the next 12 months. Yeah. And down 18, I remember he hit a ginormous cut off the final tee that on any other fairway around the world would have been out of bounds. <laughs> and uh, it's just got a huge landing area out the right-hand side. Nick. Yep. Uh, survived, which is all you've got to do. That's all you got to do. Just get it in play. Go ask Mito Pereira. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Absolutely true. And the last major is obviously the Open Championship. Brian Harmon. It was a Brian Harmon clinic I wrote down. He mm-hmm. got away mm-hmm. and all of us, and nothing against Brian Harmon, all of us were hoping for a, a match. Everyone was hoping for him to come yeah. back to the field or someone come home and it uh-huh. didn't happen. Uh, Jason uh-huh. Day finished T2, which is surprising because uh-huh. I think that was the first time he started to flash a little bit of form from yep. history, um, yep. which was good to see. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I was disappointed. I was on Ram pretty heavy that week, and he didn't quite get there. For about three <laughs> seconds in the final round, he looked uh-huh. like he might catch him, but Harmon was just too good, way too good. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was game over. Uh, it was just like a metronome, even, even with all the weather and all that sort of stuff that they threw yep. at him and – uh, all of the above, he just uh, he was unflappable through it all, and uh, uh, it was a very impressive win. And to put it into context, and I just remember him bombing, making everything putt wise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just looking at his stats for the year. So over the year, in the last twelve months, the, the second best result he's had with the putter was at the Travelers, where he picked up one point two nine. No, sorry, no, no, BMW Championship. He picked up two strokes around, so two strokes around versus everybody else just with his putter. And the Open Championship, he picked up just over three. So mm. three strokes around. So 12 shots versus the field just with the putter. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, um, that's off the tee, Off the tee, he's barely tour average that week. Uh-huh. He's just south of tour average or, or tournament average. He's 7% less accurate than everybody else. He's four yards shorter than everyone else on average. And then he's picking up three shots with the putter. Mm. Unbelievable. Yep. The the other fun one that week was Matthew Jordan, who was the member at Royal Liverpool, yes. who um, did remarkably well, and um, and all the members afterwards who got right around it. That that I was forgot a fun about story that. To, that was very good. At. Yeah, uh-huh. very very good. That was a good story that week. So that were the majors. I mean, the, the only other one that was a tour championship. I wrote down here. Hovland won the second and the final in the tour championship. Uh-huh. We sort of had a, a season of people nominating themselves as the best in the year. So it was Ram very uh-huh. early. Then it was Scotty, uh-huh. and it was Scheffler for a long yep. time with that, without doing it. But I think it, by the end of the year, uh-huh. Hovland was like, "Well, this guy's yeah. this guy's really good, like really yep. good." And then he went to the the Ryder Cup and proved it all over again. Um, uh-huh. He's just That's scary right. good for, next, for this year. He's just absolutely scary good. Yeah, it'll be really interesting because it feels like so much has happened since since the Tour Championship, and to yeah. see who can actually uh, go through with it next year, it'll be really interesting to watch. I'm I'm excited for what comes through 2024 and yeah. uh, how that happens. But uh, but yeah, he definitely came home with a wet sail at the end there. He did. Now I've got four questions for mm-hmm. you. You don't need to have really thought about anything, and I won't hold you to it. But I will record it, obviously, so I will replay <laughs> it if you get anything right. Of course. Yep. Um, of the majors coming up this year, give me one player that's going to win a major, and don't just say Scotty Scheffler. Like you need to give me the give me the tournament where you think they can win. 
I would be I I think it'll be a Hovland Aberg year yep. in the majors. And I, I hope and it would be bloody exciting to watch Aberg with naivety win the Masters. Yep. Just, okay. like just to go and just go, well, look, I'm just used to walking into these things and winning them. I walked into a Ryder Cup and won that. That was yep. easy. Simple. I just I've won one of my first three tournaments on the Euro Tour. I've won on the PGA Tour. Now, this is this is a walk in the park. Yeah. I might as well win my first major as well. And so that uh, that would be flying in the face of history. I think the closest anyone's got to uh, – oh, I think there are two players that have won it on their first first journey, and one was the first tournament that ever happened. And the yeah, other one was Floyd. Fuzzy oh, Zeller. Fuzzy yeah, I think you might be right. I just remember two and, things uh, about Fuzzy Zeller. One mm. was he won the Masters. I'm pretty sure it was the year I was born. I reckon it's 77. Yeah. It was the first time. Yep. And then he was extremely racist to Tiger Woods. Saying Correct. That for his champions, you know, he asked <laughs> he was going to serve fried chicken. Um, 100% the other thing I remember about Fuzzy. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, it would be great to see uh, another name added to that. So yep. that would be – that would be – the most exciting thing, but outside of uh, Min Wu, who I yes. would would love to see win those. Yep. Um, I, f- I feel like he's going to have another good year of majors, but I think he's got um, one more year to wait before he uh, takes one out in 2025. Well, that was the, uh, uh, before we get to my answer for the major. That was my second question. What's Min Wu's ceiling? Mm. He did Kenny saying can't win a major oh. this year, but can win some events. Absolutely. He can absolutely win a couple of events. He showed that back at uh, the Oz PGA and that when he gets in position, he's an absolute showman. So something like the players where it's yeah, um, it's it's a big a big ballpark. It's one where he, you've got to hit it a long way. You've got to hit it out of the pine straw, which seems to be his um, favourite place to hit a shot from these days, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, which also helps with the Masters. So, look, maybe the Masters is his tournament as well. But, it could uh, be. But yeah, I would not be uh, to your point earlier. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him uh, him win the players. And so, win yep. the players. If he doesn't win that, win at least one other PGA Tour event and finish top ten in the uh, world golf ranking. Yep. by the end of the year, hundred percent aligned. I think top ten by the end of the year, he can definitely get to. I really like him for the players, and I can definitely see him playing well at the Masters for sure. Um, the person I think that will definitively win a major this year. I'm going to go back to the well with John Rahm at the Open Championship. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I just feel like that part of the world suits him down to the ground um, and he's mm. too good not to win another major. Uh-huh. So he'll be my pick right now if I had to pick someone to win a major next year. Yep. Who's world number one at the end of the year? Uh, it's... Uh... Well, unfortunately, at this stage, still basically discount all the uh, the live guys short of winning yeah, Ram, Ram all the majors. Yeah. Um. Oh, I reckon Scotty. Scotty which is a, probably it's a pretty safe pick. I very nearly put Aberg in there. Yep. Um. Which is you reckon Aberg ridiculous. can be world number ridiculous. one? Yeah. 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 So I'll give you the top it's, whatever now. So Scheffler, uh-huh. Ram. Sorry, Scheffler, McElroy, Ram. Hovland, Cantlay, Xander, Homer, Fitzpatrick, Harmon, Clark, Tom Kim, Tyrrell Hatton, Morikawa, Fleetwood, and Jordan Spieth are the top 15. Jason Dane, I don't know how he's number 19. I just don't. Um, Cameron Smith's obviously 23 based on not playing. Um, hmm. And then Aberg is 32. Um, I know you're going to ask me, where did he finish this time last year? Nearest the pin. Where, where was Aberg at the end of 22? Where was he ranked? Oh, he would have been because he was an 463. 3064. <laughs> He's gone from 3064 to 32nd in the world in 12 months. Unbelievable. Well, well, yeah, he can't take two more decimal points off, but he, he could take one more off and at least be top three. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I I feel like that's a that'd be a safe bet is putting him yep. in the top five. Uh, you said Hovland there before. If he yeah. keeps going on the the track that he's on, yeah, going to be very hard for anybody to be in front of him. So it's going to be a, think, a, uh, Nord- a Nordic top five. Yeah, I agree. I think Hovland gets there. I think Scotty is going to continue battling with the putter. I think Rory will still hover top three. Ram will go backwards a little bit. Cantlay, Xander don't deserve to be up there. Um, Homer's going well, but might not be just there yet. 
And then uh-huh. you go into the also range. I mean, when I say also range, the best yep. players in the world. But yeah, top top player in the world. I, I'm, I'm just going to go with Hovland as a pure guess. But if he's not uh-huh. up there, I'll be absolutely shocked. Yep. No, fully agree. Last question. Tiger, what's his best finish this year? You don't have to give me the event if you, unless you want to. Uh, I reckon... He's, he's only going to play got... one, one a month, Max. Yeah, which is all the majors. All the majors and players. A couple of other players. sprinkled in. Yeah. He's and just he's got so much... Yeah, and he's got so much in the PNC, obviously. Yeah, this, um, uh, this week or next week, yeah. Yeah, this week. Um, he's got so much muscle memory for majors that yep. he's very good at them. He's really quite good at winning them. Uh, he hasn't won at Troon, to my knowledge, I don't think. Um, and that'll be a pretty polite sort of flat course, to my knowledge, over in uh, for the Open Championship and the Masters. I reckon he finishes top three in one of those. Okay. Top three, the Masters. Look, in my fantasy world, absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I, I think he's going to finish top 10 at the Masters. And I'm, I'm muscle memory, like you said. The bike knows yeah. he plays inside out. He, yep. I would say he could win it on one leg, but he, he has got the one leg down, <laughs> but he probably won't win there, it. Done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he can win it. But again, I, like I've told on this before, I was standing there in 2019 and didn't think he could win mm. it, and he won it. So Absolutely. You're never going never gonna to doubt the bike ever. No, no, that would be a, a mugs game. It'll be interesting to see how distracted he is now. He's on the board. And all that sort of stuff, but yep. uh, I think he wants to be there, and I think he wants to uh, shove it up any doubters more now than ever. Yeah, I agree. so it would be fun to see him really scare some people on a back nine charge. <laughs> it would be on Sunday, and, uh, and, just and he that, looks that he roar. looks better than he's ever he's looked in a long time. He looks like he's yeah, not in pain. Absolutely. He's got stuff down. He's, he's way better than he was in the last time he came back. So it'd be very, yep. very good to see him at least playing. Seeing, seeing him playing and making cuts would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he'll probably be in uh, Tiger Woods' uh, aligned apparel and uh, yes. not wearing Nike anymore. Not wearing which Nike. Would be a, a very interesting development. Yeah, Scotty Carter of my love of golf fame um, and I were talking about the other day. He was uh-huh. distraught would be the word. Pretty flat. Nike. Scotty worked for Nike for, Nike for a very long time. Mm. Um, he's telling me, you know, all the offices there are all every everything's named after Tiger. Every meeting room's got something to do oh, with Tiger, yeah. and um, yep. yeah, he he's pretty flat if that comes to fruition. So, um, oh, fair enough. Yeah, that that would be a uh, monstrous loss for them. So, mm. yeah, yes, that'll be interesting to watch. Hey, that's it. But before we go, I want to thank some people. So the first person is everyone that's been on so far. So Cheese who's the first man that I called up and said do you want to talk crap about betting on golf with me? And he's like whatever. Yep. So apologies if anyone goes back and listens to that because the sound was terrible but we didn't know what we were doing yet. Uh, Nick Smith, Doc, jumped on which was really good for episode two. Top Rope Tedeschi uh, from Little Birdie. So Little Birdie Podcast and Betting. So the guys there Top Rope is a freak when it comes to betting on NRL and other sports. So if you do want to get involved and follow those guys, they're top, uh, Little Birdie is where Top Rope is. Molika. So Matty Molika came in, um, Australian Golfing Passport Podcast. Um, the boys there have a really good podcast. So if anyone wants to listen to them, if you're not already, you should be. They are one of the highest rating Aussie golf podcasts in the market. Uh, Colt Nedler came on. Colt is just a champion. Just love talking to him. We probably the longest podcast that we did for the year. Um, Hawaiian Born put up a very, very funny video of himself last week being interviewed on the news as a child. And I think everyone made fun of him, which is great. But yeah, if you want to follow someone that's got a lot of um, a lot of talent in filming and and um, photography, Colt's your guy. Um, he's really good follow. Mark from Big Dog. So everyone sees a big dog head covers everywhere. I was chatting to Mark when I was down at um Kate Wickham and sent him a photo of the display and he said, Well, haven't they sold all those yet? And I was like, No, mate, there's still a few here, so don't need to make any just yet. Um we're, on that we're, on getting, that we're getting through the seven mile ones. Oh yeah, right. there you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's there's always merch available. Um on, on um Wickham. So Matt Smith down at Wickham, really appreciate his time. Um literally just pulled up and had a chat. It was the first one we did on the run um, and it was really good and it was probably one of the most downloaded episodes we ever had. Um, mm. I think it was, I have a funny feeling it's now number two, but if not, it was number one for a long time. So big thanks to Matt. Uh, Jordan Gravestein, a mate of mine, he he jumped on to talk wine for, for the, week, the Napa Week uh, from Henley Farm 
really um really knowledgeable on wine i'll get him back at some point next year to talk through some wines db from the tour junkies one of my favorites so um the, those guys have had a, a podcast coming out of the states for many many years thanks to db i'm going to get him and pat back on probably from masters preview um if you didn't listen to that episode db and pat grew up in augusta db caddied at augusta for a couple of years um it's just the knowledge i have and the stories i have are just amazing and they looked after me when i went over there and put on some drinks which was very nice of them as well Stu kerr um big thanks to Stu. it was running around between um miami and and at the time and he was back in adelaide and we finally got it recorded Stu's had some amazing stuff put up especially in the last week he was down at cathedral took some amazing photos so if you're not following Stu, you should be um really really good with the camera as well a mate of mine, Mark Stevens, who's over at um, Sandy Golf Course. He's one of the teaching pros there. If you do need a lesson and you're in Melbourne, head down there. Um, Nick Mills, big Nick Mills. I have had so many people message me and people that I didn't even know listen to the podcast, friends of mine, messaging me saying, I really like that podcast. I'm like, which one? Hmm. The one with that guy who was talking about this and this and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, Nick, yeah. And, and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. So a very, very big thanks to, to Millsy. Uh, Reese Witters is always good at getting someone from across the ditch. Um, his articles and stuff. Um, the Grass Barber, I think the last article was. Make sure you get your hands on that. Ports was the biggest name we had this year. So you and Port, I really appreciate that. Um, Port's giving up some time and just talking. He said to me beforehand, it was very different talking about himself and not having to do any homework. And he found that a little bit refreshing, which was good. Um, and caught up with Ports when I was in Queensland. And, and he was just as funny as ever, wandering around doing his job. He said he was very nervous because he got he was messing up a couple of putt reads and they kept throwing down to him to tell which way it was going to break and I think he mucked up a few so it was a bit flat, but um big thanks to Ports. Um Don the bookmaker I won't tell you where he works but Don was one of the ones where I got so many people loving the stories about the betting stories mm-hmm. so I'm going to do some stuff next year if you've got any good betting stories flick them over in an email or send them to me in a voice recording on your phone tell me the story and I'll chop it up and put it on the podcast. Um, I think we'll probably do a little bit more of that next year because people just loved it. Loved They loved hearing us either winning or losing money. And the two big hitters for the year. So the first is Olivia. So Olivia Klein came on and rated hands down, like I think she 50% more downloads than any episode I've ever done. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, and then the second one that she came back and did last week started slow, but came home very strong. I think it's a top five download. Um, so big thanks to Olivia. I'm definitely going to get her back on next year. Um, just a refreshing voice. It's really good to hear. And then yourself again, mate. Like really, really appreciate it. I, I just appreciate the fact that whenever I've asked, you've always been able to help. Even, you know, last night I forgot we were recording a podcast and then said, can we move it to Wednesday? And you jumped on. So really, really appreciate it. So thank you again. And anyone who listens, if you've listened this far, uh, I do appreciate it. Next year we will be doing more. Um, if you've got anyone that you think would be interesting to chat to, let me know. I will be trying to get some more um, detail each week around the betting stuff because people do want to talk about the tipping. It won't be heavy betting, so don't stress. I still will get someone to tell their story and, and talk a little bit about golf each week. Um, and I'll still put the email out every week for the betting picks for anyone that does want to have a bet. And if you don't, just listen to us talk about golf for, for 45 to an hour and, and go from there. But thanks, mate. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely any time, but uh, great. It gets me off the couch and uh, talking about stuff to uh, get excited about. So, no, any time. And for people that have got last-minute Christmas gifts for the merch, what have we got? My golf shop, everything's uh, going pretty well. The the ones in particular that are hard to realise how good they are until you get them in the hand are the coin markers where they've yep. got a, um, a nice heavy uh, ball market coin and uh, just sold a couple of those this week. So, some happy shoppers. So, they're, they're probably my favourite product in the store, but uh, everything's good in there. So um, so get around. There's there's only three bucket hats left. Oh, is there an re- XL? reorder those. There's not an XL left, okay. I'm afraid. Okay, well, as so, soon as they come so, back here. I gave my XL away up at the PGA to um, Rocket's daughter because she was hanging out with Clates all day because we were following following Smiley all around. Elvis uh-huh, Smiley uh-huh. and um, Clates was just being a champion. And I had the, ba- the hat in my bag because anyone uh-huh. that knows what I look like, I don't have any hair. So being out in the Queensland sun all day, I had my, my seven-mile hat, and then I gave uh-huh. it to her to go and get plates to sign it for her. Plates is heading to Where did you God. get this from? Where did this come from? She's <laughs> pointing at me. I said, oh, you'll grow into that hat. It's the next hole. You'll be fine. Yep. 
I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty confident that uh, Clayton is now wearing a very similar one. So it's oh, uh, he's very excited about that. But no, we've got a reorder of those ones coming in January because they've oh. been remarkably popular. But um, but yeah, no, plenty of caps and uh, all of the above. The true uh, stuff that's come in from the True Linkswear guys true links, yeah. um, has been it's really good quality kit. So um, the uh, the crew necks in particular, you will not take them off twelve months. Yeah, they year. look really so good. They look really nice. Yeah, they're just a really good, perfect, perfect layer weight. Yeah, whatever you need, but uh, it's all good. Well, there you go. If you want any of that stuff for Christmas, what's the uh, Instagram handle again? Seven Mile Golf Shop. Seven Mile uh, Golf Shop. Um, jump on that wheel and um, get some merch for Christmas. Thanks again, mate. Um, I'm sure you'll be on again next year. And anyone that's listening will be back for probably the Sony in the early January stages of 2024. Perfect. I'll see you then. Thanks, mate. No, it's fine.